today visiting with Boone School Superintendent Julie Trappa. Good to have you here. Thanks. Good morning. And we haven't had any snow days in February. We have not. Don't you dare jinx me. <laughs> I, I try not to. But, uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. I, we know winter's not done, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to squeeze it all in two weeks, that was a little tough. That was really <laughs> exactly. a little tough. And you're not the only <laughs> when I visited with Josh, he goes, yes. uh, oh, well, uh, we had things to do. <laughs> in the meantime, we do have now a complete board. Uh, we we did get the oath of office. Uh, mm-hmm. Former former grad. Yes. Actually, uh, Boone yeah. grad and um, born and raised in Boone, Ryan Hoffman. Yeah. Joins the joins the board. Yeah, he got to join the board in a very full agenda. So... <laughs> <laughs> We did have uh, again uh, three three d- good candidates to come mm-hmm. in and interview. Yeah. So uh, uh, again, the board did, did go through that just over yeah. a week ago. Didn't take mm-hmm. too long to. I mean, they had three of them, so that was that was pretty good. Yeah, I had three that um, had an application process that mm-hmm. they followed, and then they interviewed the three and and selected um, Ryan ultimately. So he'll finish out the term and then. Go for election in Go a couple years. Go for election years. in a couple years, exactly. Okay. Well, we did have a lot of other things last night. We no we longer, well, theoretically, until all the paperwork's done, yes. own the original Casey site. Yes. yes. Uh, 722 uh, West 3rd. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, you had people inquire, actually came to you and said, mm-hmm. are you going to keep that building? What are you going to do with the building? Mm-hmm. And yes. and you were just using it for some storage at the time. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, we had a sealed bid process. And so um, last night was just a part of that process where the board did accept the bid officially. And so go through the closing process now for the property. And we'll see uh, a lot of how long that takes. Yes. <laughs> we got to find all the paperwork for yes. it. Yes. Anyway, that will be done. Uh, and I know also you mentioned at the end of the meeting, you do have an offer now that's before legal counsel yes. on, uh, on the on, on other page, buildings. Yeah, Page, on and, page and Lincoln, um, just to create market value housing. So um, once the attorneys have looked at it, then it'll go before the board for consideration, and we'll go from there. We'll have the public hearing process yep, and everything else, folks. So if they decide to accept it, then, yeah, there'll mm-hmm. be a public hearing process, and, yeah, nothing happens quickly. In, <laughs> it takes um, time. In, yeah, when you talk about sale of property in schools so. so well i it's a you know the big thing is it's mm-hmm. a pretty sizable project uh, yes. for both of those mm-hmm. uh, buildings and aspect i think is really the one that's going to be driving a lot of it yeah and they really will be um utilizing a lot of different grants to like workplace um grants and historical grants sure. to try and get some of that work done so well we got a lot of things going there yeah. And we also had a lot of other things that were presented to the board last night. Mm-hmm. Where should I start? There's so yeah, much. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, first of all, you had uh, Sarah Shaw come in, her first visit with the board, pardon me, uh, yeah. and uh, talking about nutrition. And mm-hmm. there are guidelines out. <laughs> she said there's yes. pros and cons to this. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the pros mm-hmm. are we reduce food waste, the cons. Mm-hmm. We don't have chicken nuggets. Yeah, too. yeah, it's chicken nuggets. I think some of our students would like to have chicken nuggets every day. But um, I think the biggest thing for people to uh, recognize is that ledges, um, we do what we call serve. So all five components um, that the USDA um, requires for uh, school breakfast and our 
school lunches mm-hmm. is served to Ledger students, so they don't have a choice. Once they hit Franklin, they start being able to have choice, and that's offer versus serve. So they're offered all five components. Students can choose to only select three of those components. And so one of the messages that I think Sarah really wanted to um, emphasize is that um, at the secondary level, at middle school and high school, um, there are salad bars that students can um, utilize even more food mm-hmm. if they're, you know, if that's if their they're choice. Saying, if they're saying that they are so hungry, but they didn't like the other two offerings and they didn't want to take those, they can certainly um, have some fresh fruits and vegetables, and that's not limited. So that's something that they can do. And you can always purchase an extra entree or an extra side if you'd like. But, oh, but uh, just about 300. 40, I think right around 340,000 meals mm-hmm. served last, uh, the previous yes, year. The previous and year. she said. Targeted uh, about the same. Yeah, we haven't right seen now. a decrease at all um, or significant increase. It's been pretty steady as far as the amount of meals that have been served. So the only decrease is um, in Cafe Olay until we were able to open. Obviously, there weren't any a la carte items that were sold at Cafe Olay because we didn't have the staffing for that. And now that it's open, <laughs> it picked right back up. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing she did talk about is that she is short about four people and she said that does uh, Mm -hmm. put some pressure on absolutely and so that's something we do not have the salad bars open at the elementaries right now because we don't have the staff um, to ensure that those can be put out and um, follow all the guidelines Mm because you do have to keep certain temperatures on all sorts of things so I'm looking for more staff and yeah it's a challenge the part I did find interesting because you have a new building you have more inspections we do (laughs) we do you have new locations the good news is those inspections have gone well but yeah that building I think has had two and then um, all the other buildings have had inspections as well and so we've done well in the inspections that's always a positive so people might ask okay well you know you got these things you have to serve part of this is we have requirements to meet Yes. So we get reimbursement. That's it. Right. So uh, it's, re- yeah, reimbursable meal is what they call it. And so every school in the state does this. Um, most schools do only offer versus serve. So it's pretty rare to do the serve model that we're doing at Ledges right now. Um, but yeah, you ha- the students have to select at least three to get re- for the school to get reimbursed um, for the federal government part of the of the meal so there's nutritional education there's nutritional education (laughs) and then there's also yeah so there are calorie um markings that you have to meet um fat um salt sodium just a wide variety so if anyone's interested the that um presentation is on our website through the board um notes and and you can see the presentation see what the guidelines are and by all means contact Sarah if you have mm-hmm. questions. She's happy to answer those questions. One of the others that uh, talked last night, Pam Stanglin, she talk, yeah. <laughs> talked about special education, yes. and uh, then that kind of rolled into what's going on with the AEAs, and mm-hmm. we don't know because right. we don't know. There's probably more questions than answers right now, I unfortunately. Uh, but she did uh, explain to the board the kinds mm-hmm. of impacts you could be looking at, and I, and I know I've talked to other superintendents, and mm-hmm. they also are... Mm-hmm. 
Mm, we're know, very concerned. We, yeah, we are very concerned because we have services that are required by law to um, provide and and just for the sake of our students that our students need. And right now, the way that we're organized in our state, we're able to share some of those resources. Um, a good example would be um, we have like 0.05 need for FTE for a like maybe a deaf and hard of hearing teacher. Sure. Well, you certainly aren't going to hire just 0.05. Um, and who you're going to find to ha- uh, provide that service in the time that you want. And right now, the way the AAAs are organized, we're able to access those services when we need them or not when we don't need them. Mm-hmm. But we don't, um, there's no hesitation when that need arises, it's available to us. So. And you're talking about like if you needed yeah. it and then. Mm-hmm three other schools yeah. that were not maybe right next to us, but right. still a little further away. Those, those teachers do travel to several school districts. And so um, the, trying to get those resources um, and then at the cost that we're able to do it now, um, the money is flow through money now. So technically it doesn't ever hit our books, but it is still much cheaper to do it this way than for each of us to individually pay for this service. And, and then a concern for us um, as school districts is it's in the most current bill, we would need to ask permission to spend any of that money with the DE. And so how long will that take? What will determine whether we're allowed to spend it or not? In the meantime, we have students who have needs in the here and now. So, so that's part of our concern. One of the things they say is uh, all the services that have been made available, mm-hmm. these students haven't achieved I can't quite understand what they're asking that they achieve. Well, so they're utilizing a NAEP test that is, um, it's a national test, but the students are randomly selected and students only take portions of the test. And unfortunately, um, it's a comparison of apples to oranges because each state um, represents that information differently. So in our state, if you've received special education services, then you're listed as a student with an IEP. But as soon as you have reached um, proficiency, oftentimes they're exited from the program, mm-hmm. so they're no longer identified that way. Other states have students that um, maybe have moved past needing those services, but they still have that identification. So maybe in another state, that student's proficient as an IEP student, even though they aren't still utilizing those services in Iowa, they aren't identified as IEP anymore. Mm-hmm. So to say that um, you can't really compare so, the two. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. they're different, D- different data. Different data. It's just different data. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so not sure exactly that's raised, where that's, that's coming from. A lot of, <laughs> we know there's a lot of discussion going yeah. on there. The other one I was concerned because uh, I know I know some AEA people and mm-hmm. uh, they are they've been looking to move away and that's created some additional stress trying to continue to meet the needs you have. Yes, yeah, so um, we do have um, a, across the state there are um, individuals choosing to move on um, either to retirement or some other positions because they're of course concerned about what their future. Um, has ahead of them um, because there are more questions and answers right now and so we're losing staff now um, from the AEAs and and we had someone that we have been um, very pleased with Mm -hmm. their services in our district and they're retiring at the end of the year so uh, that's something that has us concerned as well as um, will will there be people there Yeah. yeah 
We'll see what happens. How this play, this is still a work in progress, yes. uh, but um, we'll, well, again, we'll see mm-hmm. how it all comes together. It will have a direct bearing, again, on mm-hmm. people's children. It'll have a direct bearing, and I think a lot of focus has been on the special education services, which is, of course, the largest portion of the AA services. However... Uh, Boone has utilized our professional learning through the AAs a great deal with regard to the math and literacy and mm-hmm. our talented and gifted um, utilize the professional learning and that's been available to our teachers as a support and resource and that's something that would no longer be there as well so um, just lots of concerns about how are we going to access services um, for our staff for our students um, media services uh, some of our parents are familiar with Seesaw that's something that we're able to get uh, pennies on the dollar because the AEAs um, can put all of our districts together to get a better price. If we all pay for it separately, it will be, it'll cost more. So while they may, um, the proposal right now is to give the money that used to flow through directly to the districts. Um, Our concern as a district is we will not be able to purchase the same services for the same price um, when we do not have that consortium ability. So... Well, I'm going to skip the fast part. I'm going to go to budget okay, next. That's because <laughs> That's the next one. Certified budget process. Schools, it's changed just like it has for cities, counties, yes. uh, and uh, there's a lot of requirements that have been added Mm -hmm. and uh, timing is going to be uh, difficult to do. Timing is going to be difficult. So previously our budgeting process required one public hearing. Now it requires two. Whenever you have public hearings involved, there's also time frames in which you need to have um, notices put into publications. And so all of that needs to um, be thought out ahead of time so that you can meet all the deadlines. And, And especially challenging time for us is Um, in Boone, we'll have to have our budget pretty much done by March 5th to meet all the other deadlines, and we still don't know what our state aid will be. So um, that's a challenge. Um, That's a a challenge. That's a big challenge. Yes. So so this particular change in our budgeting process went into law last year, um, Mm -hmm. and just recently um, the legislature decided that they needed to put off the decision about state aid. Um, because they wanted some more time. Unfortunately, we're bound by the laws of the timelines that we had enacted last year. And so March 5th is our deadline. So we need to move forward with our budgeting process. This is uh, much earlier than you typically would have. It is. It is much earlier than we typically <laughs> would have. So um, it'll be a challenge. But we're we're up for the challenge. <laughs> well, and, and again, school budgeting is... Mm-hmm. the. the, the for, it's hard for people to understand because you budget on spending authority. And uh, yes. again, it's different than what cities and counties do. Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. we budget based on a th- uh, budgeting authority. Um, it, s- school finance is a class in and of itself. So, <laughs> yes. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yes. It, it, you've got a lot of media, and you're not the only ones, too, because no. I've watched United <laughs> there last week. They said, we'll do this meeting here this day. And, then, mm-hmm. and again, uh, everybody's kind of uh, scrambling to meet those mm-hmm. uh, those deadlines yeah. and get the information to the mm-hmm. county because they need to do a publication of it. Yeah, the county has responsibilities in this process as well, and so we need to meet the deadlines that they need to be able to meet. So um, does a lot uh, require a lot of collaboration. Um, um, so 
Everyone is collaborating together to try and meet those, go, those we need deadlines. These soon. How can you do can, Exactly. We'll do what we can. Yes. Anyway, uh, we will have a meeting coming up. Uh, let's see, you're going to do it. The 26th, we're doing a budget yeah, work session so, so that um, we can go through what we do know. Already warned the board about this. So yeah, yeah it's just so that we can go through what we do know, um, try and make the best informed decision we possibly can um, as we move forward with this budgeting process. Okay big one happened last night we're going to see some changes actually it's all kind of been working on it for a while but block scheduling at the high yeah. school uh <laughs> kind of had it for a while went away mm-hmm. i think uh it's moved back and forth a couple of times yeah, and i'm not sounds. sure exactly what boone did previously if this is the same kind of block scheduling um the block schedule that was approved last night is not the traditional block um it's still um a year-long class will still take a year long. Um, some block systems um, shorten that time in half. That is not what the proposal is. It's really just uh, less transition times in a day. So instead of eight times, eight classes, four um, classes allows for deeper um, learning because you've got a longer time frame that you can actually have those discussions. You aren't having to stop um, because the bell rang and, and mm-hmm. move on. So uh, something that the staff's been working through, How? because um, obviously you're going to teach a little differently yep. when you've got a block schedule than um, if you're at 42 um, minutes a, a period. So something that I think they're looking forward to. And um, some of the students had a little bit of a taste of it during finals and really enjoyed it because they set it up kind of like a block. Sure. And they're like, this is great. We have so much more time. Well, this is what a block would do. And uh, maybe change some minds in, in the eyes of students that were questioning initially. One of those uh, I look at it is uh, I don't have to go that fast from one room, class to another. No, uh, you, know, you don't. I get, it's it's mm-hmm. a little I got I have time and you can focus in on those classes maybe a little bit more because you don't have to have be prepared for eight different classes in one day you're preparing for four but yeah I think um, we'll see how it goes and right. and continue forward and and continue to take um, feedback from all of our stakeholders okay. as well as we go through the process all right so I have to the last thing I'm going to ask before you go because yeah. you're leaving no I'm <laughs> She's not, not leaving, leaving. She's leaving the state. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. actually uh, going, uh, again, uh, out-of-state travel approved mm-hmm. by the board. Mm-hmm. But uh, you are uh, going to, uh, was it National Conference? National Conference on Education is what it's called. Okay. And it takes place in San Diego. Um, the National Superintendent Organization puts it on. And so I'll be presenting at that conference. So that's very exciting that I have an opportunity to present on a national stage about um, EDGE and what we do here in Boone, Iowa. So very, very excited about that opportunity. um, She said she looked at the app and she goes, there we are. Yeah, the the app at Boone Community School District. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Doing this. And we've had, now you get to take this. This is nationwide because Mm -hmm. you have a lot of cohorts that are going to be there yeah and some of them might have different uh, variations mm-hmm. going on it is different in different locations mm-hmm. different ways and absolutely ours is uh, really based on a great partnership with with our ours local is business based very largely on the collaboration between our local businesses and and our school district and the concept that not only are we trying to provide our students with some skill sets in those career areas but we're also trying to build our community with future workers and um and future citizens in in our community mm-hmm. so that's something that i think um is unique 
um, to some degree in our in our community is that um, buy-in from all of our community partners and the symbiotic relationship that exists. So you're doing this one, and then we yeah. also have uh, coming up uh, a trip in May to Milwaukee for a couple of teachers, and yeah. uh, again participating in the same kind of workplace learning and they're going to be at a national workplace learning conference and that's something that again um, our staff have presented numerous times at the state level and and hope that they will also be able to do the same soon um, with national um, conferences because again uh, we continue to um, try to progress in work-based learning, not just at the high school level, but as we move um, K through 12, how important it is to give our students experiences, even in the youngest ages, of those competencies of you know communication and problem-solving and critical thinking. So I know we get sco- state schools that communicate and talk about, how do you do this? How do you do that? Yeah. But to take it out nationally, mm-hmm. a multi-state. Uh, yeah, multi-state, it'll be, will, lot, it'll be they, fun. You will be asked questions. <laughs> yes, it'll be... Um, the, and each my state's session, a little different? Yeah, every state's a little different, and so that's part of the uniqueness of this particular presentation. It'll be more of a roundtable uh, presentation that I'll be leading, and so um, while I'll express what we do, I'm also going to be facilitating facilitating a conversation on um, what you may be able to do in other locations that um, yeah. maybe don't have as much buy-in and how to get it, how how to get that buy-in so all right yeah well have a good trip and a good I presentation yeah it'll be fantastic julie trap our guest on our program today thanks for joining us thank you